Do you believe there is more to your career than waiting for the gold watch in 40 years? Did you know that the average American spends 200 hours a year commuting to a job they probably hate? Does it frost your ass to get a 2% raise that barely keeps up with the rate of inflation? Have you ever worked for a boss hole? We know how you feel, and we want to help. Welcome to the Boss Free Society Podcast, your entertaining entrepreneur therapy session with your hosts, Tim Wambach and Patty Dominguez. Couch not included. Boss Free Society, welcome to this episode. In this episode, we're going to do another one of our famous he said, she said. And this cover is how to transition from employee to boss free. I wish I would have had this information when I was thinking of making that jump because I think these, I don't think, I know that these tips are going to be very helpful to that person who is looking to transition into entrepreneurship. So these are some key takeaways, some key ideas that you can implement right away into your goal of becoming boss rate. Right. The tips to help you for that transition are as follows, Patty. Enlight- enlighten <laughs> us all. Now, the, all of these really are depending on where you are with what you you want to do and some people have more risk aversion than others so please take these with a grain of salt the right word but please take these them as a global to make the transition and some of them might be more useful to you than others right absolutely so, I, so, I think the key message is to make sure to use your good judgment apply through that there are going to be some tweaks along the way but regardless these are going to be great oh, so yeah, these these are all any one of these can really help i guess look at it as a smorgasbord pick and choose <laughs> share the share the tips people are on the on the edge of their seat already uh, I'm building i'm building time <laughs> so the, the first one, and this is you know definitely important for a lot of people out there, it is to create a financial safety net yourself. Absolutely. So here's the idea, and I've heard this planning take a couple of routes. If you are in a partnership or married, toy with the idea of living on one salary for a designated amount of time and then just pooling that money into a separate account. And the idea there is that you want to create a financial net for yourself. For example, Susie Ormond talks about in one of her books that could and tell you which one. I have a lot of them. But she says it's a good idea to keep, save up to six months salary, right, into an emergency fund. And so similarly to that, when I was ready to make the leap into entrepreneurship, my husband and I actually had one year of my salary set aside. So if I made not one penny during one calendar year, we would be fine. We wouldn't lose our house. That just gave a sense of protection, if you will. Like, so I wasn't so anxious um, about that idea and I gave myself a year of really aggressive activity to make things happen. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and that's important. I mean, and it's really, it's really whatever you feel comfortable with. And obviously, you know, six months is probably the bare minimum that you want to have. I agree. Um, you don't want to completely cannonball the uh, the idea yeah. and just go in without any, some people do and, and can do it and more power to um, The next one is, and this is, this is tough for us entrepreneurs, I think, to really kind of put our heads around, but you are not perfect. Nobody is. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> this is one of the things that I really required some coaching on because there's a couple of epiphanies that I had. I came out with an online product and in my haste to want to give the best that I could in my online product, I was frozen in fear in that what I was creating wouldn't be enough. And so what happens is, is that I, I wasted time not putting a product that was out there. Now, it's not to say that you should put out a product or uh, put a project out there that is less than you really believe 
believe is of value. But the fact of the matter is, is in my need to be quote unquote perfect, I was delaying time and not really taking advantage of learning along the way. Great, great story I have for you. I was in, um, I was on a mastermind Google Hangout. This was such an epiphany for me. There's a guy who was talking about how he said, uh, I have five campaigns out there, five different products that I'm promoting. And he said, the reality is, is that four of them are probably going to bomb. And it's that one that's going to get to the next level and it's going to make me money. And there was something about the way that he said that I was like, wow, he is willing to fail 80% of the time and be okay with it. Right. Which is so crazy because I was so frozen, like this is an all or nothing proposition. And the one bit of coaching I got from my NLP coach, his name is Andy Murphy. He's amazing. He said, look, just be the best version of yourself. And it's not about whether that product makes money or not, because you're going to put out the best you can, but it's the fact that you did it, right? It's the fact that you did it, that you put it out there. And from there comes learning. Right. Done is better than perfect. Exactly. And Absolutely. Another, I don't know who said this quote, and I wish I could, could pin down the, who said this quote, but for entrepreneurs, perfection is a liability. It it really, <laughs> really is. It's, it's such a time waster. You're going to be actually losing money of the money that you could have been making if you would have put something out there and then tweaked it along the way to make it better to gather feedback from the people that are testing it out. So put a product out and have some beta testing, right? Feel Farm it out to some people who can give you some critical feedback. To have this notion that you're going to wait until it's perfect, you're really robbing yourself of more opportunities than you think. Yeah, there's no question about yes. it. Number three, <laughs> and this one I think we might have to give... Uh give props to, to one of your coaches, but um, it's know the term AIC. Yes. What, a- what is AIC, Patty? AIC. Okay. This is paying tribute again to J- Jeffrey Combs. You're going to be hearing that name here and there because he really impacted me in so many, so many different ways in terms of my mindset, skills, and habits that I have been able to develop over time. And one of the things he said when I was early on um, in an entrepreneurship, he's like, look, you need to be AIC. I'm like, huh? Ass in chair <laughs> and producing. Just producing, produce yourself out of the problems that you think you have. Produce yourselves out of the worry that you're not going to get business in. Produce yourself out of this this worry that you're not going to have enough clients, et cetera, et cetera. And right? now for our literal thinkers out there, if you have a treadmill desk, that's the same thing as ass and chair. But <laughs> Meaning just, it, it's about focused work, activity. Yeah, yeah, do the work and exactly focused activity, not like, you know, you're going to do it for one hour in a day, you know, it's in that you're in that chair for a long period of time getting stuff done. Well, here's a here's another tip for everybody that it's I don't know, it's such a disservice to think that you're going to sit at your chair for eight hours a day, not take any breaks and just pump out work um, the entire time. Do it in chunks of time. Chunks. So spend, put your timer on for 90 minutes and after 90 minutes, go outside, take a walk around the block or whatever, just to clear your head, get up and do your thing. And so it's a very systematic approach to producing and then plan it out, right? Planning it out is what really matters. And that was a small change that I made in my day. And uh, it really allowed me to be productive in chunks of time. Right. And then that's the thing. When you're going to find what works best for you, some people like 50 minute uh, segments. Intervals, yeah. You know, do 60, 90 minutes. Some people do two hours. And, you know, what's going to make the most sense to you? But but make sure that you're doing those consistently. Yes. And and that's basically what the the bottom line is. Indeed. 
with S in chair. AIC. <laughs> um, Hashtag AIC. The the four now the, I don't know if I said this at the beginning. There's we're we're gonna go through seven. Okay. And we're on we're on number four now. So I apologize. Number four. If I, if I didn't say seven That's okay. in, in the beginning. Number four is become a master juggler. Now we're not asking you to join the circus, but we are asking you to understand how to juggle your life and all your responsibilities. Yeah, so entrepreneurs wear many, many, many hats and I think at the beginning in our haste to want to do everything by ourselves. Probably another topic of a show is that need to do everything because only you can do it the best, right? So you're definitely juggling many balls. You're wearing a lot of different hats, uh, whether it's you're the marketer, you're the sales force, you're the accountant, you're the bookkeeper, you're the cold calling person, you're the secretary. You are doing so many things. And the only thing I could say on that one is outsource the things that you're not good at eventually over time. Don't jump right into that. But a perfect example is at the four-hour work week where Tim Ferriss um, talks about that idea of outsourcing. Absolutely, so we'll probably yeah. do another show on yeah, that. Yeah, I, sh- I think we should because I think, you know, there's a lot of people out there that, that will definitely get a lot out of that. And just to kind of go back to the master juggler, you know, th- there are a lot of parents out there that are listening that are, you know, entrepreneurs. And oh, yeah, parents I mean, alone, there's a whole other set of hats to wear. So, it, you know, you really do have to be deliberate in how you um, plan your day and, and how you how you make, make things work. No, that's a really good point, Tim. I think in my case, I do have kids. And so my kids know my goals for the year. Um, so oh, they they buy into, hey, here's what mom's doing. Here's what I'm going to be working on. They know the travel that I have coming up. So I'm really uh, making them a part of my journey, not so much as because they are my board of directors or anything like that, but just so they know what's going on and what's coming up. And for the goals that I, uh, that I am going to achieve, it's a matter of building in time to celebrate, right, which I absolutely. think is so essential. Now, okay, so you talked about your kids. So for, the, for our listeners out there, how old are your kids? And when did you start including them in the process? My oldest is 14. My youngest is going to be 12 in May. And I started incorporating them into my goals last year in 2013. Awesome. And what we do is um, January 1st, we'll have a goal setting show because I found a goal setting um, method that has really rewarded me to keep my goals top of mind. My kids have their own goals. We really are very goal oriented now because it's a matter of having a very clear eye on what you are working to achieve. And by making them a part of that, they're buying into it. They understand what you're doing. They're, you're really leading by example. And of course, for my husband too. So on a personal level, we have goals in terms of you know how many date nights. And so it, awesome. it some people may think it's very regimented, but it has been a really crucial in maintaining a happy home yeah. for me personally. And, and really, I think what, what you're what you're doing too is you're managing expectations with your kids. Exactly. So they're not going to be thinking that mommy's going to be able to help me with my homework on you know a specific date if you're either going to be out of town yes. or you're going to be working on this uh, inc- incredible podcast that we're doing right now. <laughs> it is incredible. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but I mean, I think that's that, that's a, a really a high level point that I think that I, um, I want everyone to listen to and really, and really put that down about incorporating your kids into it because that really really you know that's a great piece for for a family to kind of rally around yes. so, that they, so that, again just so they mean they know what's going on then also like you said you're setting the example and you're following and you're leading by example so yeah it's know, it's I, I the give you huge kudos on oh that. well thank you but it's goal getting i'm sorry goal setting and goal getting 
And then they're yeah, two different things. They're learning along the way. Yeah. Which I think is really, really cool. You got to set the goal to yes, get the goal, but that's right. then you have to have a plan. To, to, well, like, yeah, yes. like you said, we'll get, we'll do another show. On that. <laughs> so many show ideas. <laughs> but the, yeah, I, I just really love, you know, that, how you're incorporating your family in, in that. And, it's important. And I, I, right now, I just have a wife, um, you know, no family yet, as far as any kids, but we also are very deliberate on how we orchestrate our, our weeks. You know, we're, we're, we're on the same, so we're on the same page. So we're not expecting Tim to make dinner when I'm not going to be home or, you know, something like that. So, uh, <laughs> awesome. Number five, and this one, you know, is really doesn't matter what you're doing or who you are. This is really important. Get out and network. Yes. Yeah. Oh gosh. That one's so critical, especially as you're starting out and you're, oh my gosh. Um, that one would be just an idea of expanding your network is expanding your net worth. I don't know who said that quote, but I think it's absolutely pivotal, um, to really make a concerted effort. And the way that you do that is by adding value to others first. So I've heard many, many occasions where all the big dogs are saying, I'm sure they get approached ad nauseum, like just relentlessly every day they get contacted. Hey, can you help me this? Hey, can you help me promote my product? Hey, can you be on my podcast? Well, that's very self-serving for the people that are asking versus building your network very strategically. Um, This was a great concept that I learned um, actually this year is having that list of 100 influencers. Who are the 100? Right? Who who are the hundred people that we want to have on our podcast? We have that. Who are the hundred people that would help you? Whether you're interviewing them, whether you want to do a collaboration with them, whether there's something that you want out of that. And the reality is, that you have to offer value first in order for them to um, to want to help you out because you're really making a concerted effort to build the relationship first. I mean, this is all about building relationships over an extended period of time and not just thinking that you're going to go up to what you know whomever is a big baller and just say, hey can you do this for me? Right. I mean, that's so self-serving. Exactly. It's the wrong approach. Yeah. And, and net- networking is, I think a lot of people need, a, you know, a refresher course in, in, uh, in networking. And I think like what you said, you know, about building relationships and building value within that relationship is really important. Absolutely. All right, number six, Patty, plan your day the night before. <laughs> this is um, an idea that we got from Jim Rohn, um, who said, you know, set your day the night before. I know it's also in Jack Canfield's book, The Success Principles, where if you set your day the night before, and certainly you should calendar out your week. So I calendar my week on the Sunday before. Yep. So on Sunday night, I just look over my calendar. I schedule my appointments. I schedule my personal stuff, my work stuff for the projects that I'm working on. And then what I do is the night before, I just look over what is on tasks, right, of what I'm going to achieve. And Jack Canfield brought up a really good point that if you do that, you go to bed really visualizing what that those events are going to look like. Yeah, and your so, subconscious takes yeah, over. Yeah, that's so cool. So I've just done... Um, I read the success principles a while back and um, I've just been hearing the audio again just to kind of yeah. continue to learn from it. And he did say that it's like it's uh, when you do that, when you set your day the night before, feeds your subconscious. And then when you're going to bed, it's like the imagination takes over and you're really looking at building the success of what that success is going to look like the day before. Yeah. So really what you're doing is you're building momentum so while you sleep, totally, totally. <laughs> which is which is high level right there. All right. The last one that we're going to go over today. And again, the these are just seven that, that we kind of focused on. There are a lot of different things we could talk about. We could even do another show with a seven more. Yeah. Um, so number seven is saying no is an important skill to have. Tim, do you want to talk about yeah, saying no? I, I think th- th- and this is what, you know, there, there's a quote saying that like, you have to stay, 
you have to stand on gore you have to stand on guard at the doorway of your mind right? right but now taking a step further you also have to stand on guard with your time because time is all you have you know 24 hours in a day seven days in a week we all have the same 24 hours we all have the same seven days we just prioritize our days differently and get things done differently um so really you know i, I always kind of look at when people ask me to do certain things um, I kind of look to see if it fits in with my value system first. You know, is is it something that I that I agree with? Is it something that I can get behind? And if the answer to that is no, then I I don't even go a step further. But also, then you got to look at you know what, what's on my calendar for the time that they're asking for. If what's on my calendar is something that I have to get done, I look and see. Well, is it does it have to get done right then? Do I have can I can I move it? somewhere else or can I do it earlier and you know you just got to look at how you want to, to access your day but at the end of the day you have to really evaluate the opportunity and whatever someone asking of your time is it just social time or is it productive time and a lot of times for me people are asking me to do social things and I'm a social guy and I love to be social but it's it's hard to say no, but you have to say no. You got to build that muscle because work needs to get done. Yes, I agree. I think for women, arguably, we have this need to say yes, or we are afraid to say no. And you can even, if you're selling something, people don't necessarily ever say no. People will give you excuses, right? right. And so, for me personally, as a as a fully recovered former people pleaser, <laughs> I used to be, oh sure, I'll fit it in, and I'd put other people's priorities ahead of mine because that's in essence what you're doing exactly right if you say yes in spite of the fact that you really wanted to say no you're putting people's priorities before yours so the best approach to take is no can't do it doesn't fit in if it's another project if it's not tapping into and feeding your top three projects for the year why even say yes because it's just going to divert you from the goals you are looking to achieve so no is a complete sentence no. <laughs> and it's only two letters. <laughs> and it's only two letters. And feel empowered by saying no. And, and don't feel compelled to overly explain or justify what your position is because it really is in your power to stay the course and stay very focused on what you're looking to achieve. And again, as Tim said, if it's not really feeding into either your value system or the goals that you have for the year, or if it's not really serving your particular needs, just say no. It's okay to say no. I think we really need to have a no movement. Yeah, Nancy Reagan, maybe <laughs> she'd, uh, she'd, she'd be perfect for this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What that means. Remember, she, that was the the drugs. Just say oh, no just to say drugs. no. Right, yeah. right. Okay. She was on different strokes with Arnold Jackson. I, yeah, you you're, yeah. Come on, what you talking about, Patty? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here we go, guys. Say no, and that I think we're done with. Yeah, the, the, tips. The, that was the, that was seven. So, and, and again, you know, like we said, these are <laughs> these are seven that we kind of. Cho chose to focus on. They're not the only seven out there. But I think if you look at these seven, you're going to get a lot of value from them. And, and you know, again, please interact with us. And, and if there if there's one that you don't agree with, let us know. And, and we'd like to uh, to have a spirited debate. Yeah. So definitely check us out. Um, all our social media handles, the books, links that we discussed on this show will be in the show notes. Make sure to check us out at Boss Free Society, at the Boss Free Society Dojo, on Twitter. We're on Sledge we're on YouTube we are on Pinterest everywhere and then in terms of reviews yes for you guys listening here today uh, please go to iTunes and leave us uh, a rating obviously we want the five-star ranking but also also a review 
So it's it's the five star rating and the review. We, the review is also just as important. And like Patty said uh, last time, we're going to be doing some shout outs. We're going to read some of the uh, the reviews that we have, and we're going to see uh, see what you guys uh, have to say about us. Absolutely, it's it's the only way that we're going to get better, and certainly bring to us your show ideas, what you think about the shows, things that you want to see from us as we are growing the Boss Free Society. So with that, guys, thank you so much. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Boss Free Society podcast. If you want more, connect with us on Facebook at Boss Free Society fan page, Twitter at Boss Free Society, or join our group of other boss-free-minded peeps at the Boss Free Dojo on Facebook.